preface to a common story this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by expatriate in bangor maine a common story by ivan goncharov translated by constance garnett eighteen sixty one to nineteen forty six preface by edmund gossy it is a disadvantage to goncharov to be introduced for the first time to english readers who are already acquainted with the writings of his more thrilling and vivid successors turgenev dostoevsky and tolstoy in the rapid development of the russian realistic novel goncharov takes the second place in point of time he was the first man to be roused by the example of gogol who wrote shortly before he died in eighteen fifty two i have pursued life in its reality not in dreams of the imagination and i have thus reached him who is the source of life so could those later masters whom i have mentioned say but goncharov who came a little before them and was the first to take up the challenge thrown down by gogol if he had not penetrated to the sacred essence of things could at least maintain that he had studied life in its reality and this is why although he is no poet and cannot rend the heart like the young men who came after him he is deserving of all recognition as an element in modern russian literature ivan alexandrovitch goncharov was born at simbirsk on the volga on the eighteenth of june eighteen thirteen his father a rich merchant died when the boy was three years old and left him to the care of his mother and of his godfather an aged retired officer of the navy this old salt regaled the child with endless stories of adventures at sea and awakened in him a longing to sail about the world at the village school to which he was sent ivan learnt french well from the wife of the pope of the parish who had married a frenchwoman in eighteen twenty five he went to the gymnasium in moscow where he was a diligent and blameless student in eighteen thirty one he passed on to the university of moscow taking philology as his special subject in eighteen thirty five he went up from the maternal house at simbirsk very much as alexander fedoritch does in a common story to st petersburg and received at the ministry of finance the post of translator the earliest literary work undertaken by goncharov was exclusively in the line of translation he published several russian versions of well-known foreign novels as a man of letters he was absolutely the child of a romantic interest in the poet pushkin he has recorded the emotion with which he gazed at the poet when he was pointed out to him for the first time in the church of the nikitsky monastery in moscow several years later at the shop of the publisher smirdin goncharov was presented to pushkin and from this time forth he was in the habit of meeting him frequently particularly in the studio of maikov the painter at that time pushkin was the centre of all the hopes and the enthusiasm of the youth of russia the news of the assassination of the poet in eighteen thirty seven produced a sort of despair among those whose aspirations he had encouraged and whose thoughts he had led goncharov has written never shall i forget the news of the death of pushkin i was then a small employee in a public department i had leisure enough to write a little to translate to study the poets and to dabble in aesthetic 
winkelmann was my great hobby but pushkin dominated everything his works held the place of honour on the bookshelves of my modest room every line he had published had been meditated upon and felt by me and suddenly they come and tell me that someone had killed him that he exists no longer at that moment i was seated at my desk in my office i groped my way out into the corridor and then with my face to the wall i covered my eyes with my hands and wept bitterly i wept as a lad weeps who receives a message that his mother is dead three days later a portrait of pushkin appeared in the shop windows bearing these words the fire is extinguished on the altar it was immediately seized and destroyed by the police the story recalls that of tennyson's boyish emotion at the news of the death of byron to the influence of pushkin romantic and inflammatory succeeded that of gogol with his new naturalistic ideas the publication of the first part of dead souls in eighteen forty two was an epoch for gontcharoff as for so many others but he was slow in finding confidence to write it was not until eighteen forty seven that he published in the columns of a st petersburg newspaper obinovenaya historia which is here for the first time presented to english readers as a common story the novel enjoyed a very great success and in eighteen forty eight it was succeeded by a lighter and more comic sketch of bureau life in st petersburg called ivan savite hojabrin in eighteen forty two the russian government suggested to goncharoff that he should accompany admiral Pontiatin in the capacity of private secretary on a voyage around the world to see foreign countries had always been the first desire of his heart and he accepted the offer with enthusiasm the special mission of the admiral was to proceed to japan to negotiate a new treaty of commerce the tour which occupied three years closed with a land journey across the steppes and mountains of siberia the events of this memorable expedition were described by goncharoff in two large volumes the frigate pallida eighteen fifty six to fifty seven to recover from the fatigue of his travels goncharoff proceeded in eighteen fifty seven to the baths of marienbad and there he wrote in six weeks the most famous of all his works the novel called oblomov it appeared in book form in eighteen fifty nine the rest of the novelist's life presented little that is of interest in eighteen seventy he published a third novel Obrive, the abyss in eighteen seventy three he was made chief director of the general post office in st petersburg he published a bibliographical and critical study of the radical and free-thinking critic Belinsky, who died in eighteen forty seven his own souvenirs in eighteen seventy nine a story mark the nihilist in eighteen eighty six and other minor contributions to literature he died in his seventy-ninth year on the twenty eighth of september eighteen ninety one at the time of the death of goncharoff the distinguished critic michel zagulayev published a study of his work from which i extract the following passages more than forty years ago replying to the question what was the position of goncharoff in russian literary life our great critic Belinsky, with his astonishing prescience of the future declared after the publication of goncharoff's first novel a common story that the author of that book would never be anything but a great artist in words on account of the complete absence in him of all inclination to deal enthusiastically 
with any of the social questions of the day we all know how hard goncharov strove later on to protest against this verdict in a sort of apologia for his writings entitled better late than never after having enriched the literature of russia with three masterpieces a common story oblomov and the abyss the great writer attempted to prove that these three beautiful books possessed more than mere literary merit and that he too like turgenev dostoevsky and count leo tolstoy had the right to be considered a commentator on the social life of his age this interesting point has been the subject of much debate there are those who are of opinion that the immortal type of albumov is a synthesis of a certain condition of intelligent humanity as general as those of don quixote and of hamlet others hold that in creating the hero of the most perfect of his three great novels goncharov has done no more than portray his own character and that even in russia this type is not so universal as dobroliobov supposed when he created the word oblomovism to characterize the lack of energy supposed to be inherent in our national character when a common story first appeared we were passing through a period of transition social as well as literary the struggle between the new ideas and the ideas imposed on russian society by the political regime which had been in force since eighteen twenty five was only beginning a vague prescience of some change in the near future created among russians an instinctive demand for something more than a mere platonic profession of beautiful sentiments when goncharov contrasted with the dreaming and sentimental hero of his first novel the man of action whom he has depicted in peter adouov the public at once perceived the piquancy of the bitter irony of the uncle in face of the nonchalant and effeminate idealism of alexander adouov what was not at first perceived was that the sympathies of the author were really all on the side of the latter that was more than russian criticism in those early days could comprehend the novel was written with an incomparable maestria of style its author was proclaimed an artist of the first order and it was taken for granted that he was ironically indifferent to all that was fermenting in the russian society of that time goncharov did not attempt to protest on the contrary when several years later he participated in the diplomatic mission of admiral Pontiatin to japan he brought back from his voyage around the world nothing but picturesque memorials in which we may vainly seek for the least trace of a serious interest in the somewhat important political work to which he had been called to contribute his beautiful work the frigate pallida is of deep interest in this connection and we are astonished at the slight notice which has been given to it by the posthumous appreciators of the great writer it was the novel called oblomov which raised the literary reputation of goncharov to its height since the prose writings of pushkin the russian public had never been presented with a work of such technical perfection the brilliant commentaries of dubroliobov in spite of the paradoxical nature of that critic's explanation of the social range of the character of the hero of this novel of the widespread presence of oblomovism amongst us place goncharov finally in the rank of those russian writers who have understood their own age the best when many years later the abyss appeared dobroliobov had passed away and the views which he had defended with so much brilliant paradox were beginning to lose ground this new novel was admired mainly for its literary qualities and no attempt was made to study its social aim 
gontcharoff was so much distressed at this that in spite of his inveterate hatred of literary polemics he himself undertook to produce a commentary on his novel and he published that better late than never of which we have already spoken the great writer declared in this essay that his three novels had had but one and the same purpose that of illustrating the struggle between the new spirit which came from the west in consequence of peter the great's reforms and the instinctive resistance of the national russian character against this stream of foreign influence in spite of all his explanations he scarcely made it plain why after showing himself a resolute partisan of the new ideas in a common story and in oblomov he came to place himself quite as firmly in the abyss on the side of the past as against the present and the future his position when he had explained it remained as enigmatical as it was before the only way in which this enigma is to be solved is we think by examining the personality of goncharoff himself it has generally been held that of all the authors of the first order who adorned that literary pleiad of which ornaments he unquestionably was one of the purest and most splendid goncharoff was also the most objective he has always been represented as an impossible observer disdainful even to indifference of the facts and the characters which he has depicted in his works at the risk of seeming paradoxical i venture to believe that this is a mistake and that the basis of the three novels of the illustrious writer is nothing else than the permanent inward struggle between diametrically opposed sides of his own character the two adoffs of a common story oblomov and stoltz ryevsky and his old aunt in the abyss seem to me to be successive incarnations of the two contrasted facets of the soul of the man who created these types by his temperament goncharoff was all his life the typical representative of the national russian laissez-aller against which his cultivated intelligence and his vast and varied knowledge energetically protested this doubling of the type so frequent with us slavs perpetually weighed down to the ground his great intellect and his beautiful soul what will render immortal and forever sympathetic to russian readers the various works of this incomparable writer is the constant recurrence in them of the most typical sides of our national character the complexity of which is the real cause of all the incoherence of social life in russia during nearly two centuries when this is definitely understood and established our critics will waste their time no longer in endeavouring to draw more or less ingenious parallels between goncharoff on the one side and turgenev dostoevsky and tolstoy on the other the author of oblomov will take his place apart and his works will be studied as a valuable testimony to a condition of mind which explains many of the historical faults which have been made in russia during the last fifty years this lucid exposition of the place held by goncharoff among his contemporaries cannot i think fail to be of service to those who make their first acquaintance with him in the pages of a common story edmund gossie end of preface recording by expatriate in bangor maine